The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Again, boys and ghouls, as the Brandon Peters Spook Show continues, it's Carousel of Horror through the first season of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Joining me today for the tale of only Sin Deep is writer Daniel Sepulverez. Hello to all you boys and ghouls. Yes. Oh, here we are with the uh, fourth episode of season one. Uh, but Daniel, were you? We're roughly from the same. We're pretty much from the same generation was tales from the crypt a big thing for you when you were growing up yes it was so um there was a thing in my house where <laughs> if you stayed up late to watch tv you know no one was kind of monitoring what you were watching and uh i had a a, a bevy of shows that i like to watch late at night and tales from the crypt was one of them because i believe i think it was on fox right it came on there Fox, was a, late, late it, well, at night. It was HBO, and then there was HBO first. Right. Syndicate. Yeah. It did syndicate yes. in some other networks as well. Okay. And that's where that, I started catching it more. Was that okay? I think that's what I think. Like I originally saw some of it on HBO, and then uh, later on, I saw it late night on one of the networks um, that would play it like late at night. Also, my my other late. Uh, I digress, but my other late night shows were Silk Stockings on USA. <laughs> yeah, I remember Silk Stockings. Yes. <laughs> And um, and there's also uh, God the uh, the it was like the all night slumber party or something on you a uh, USA, USA up, up all night USA up all night with was it Rhonda something? Rhonda on Friday nights and Gilbert yes. Gottfried on Saturdays yes, I was a you. I was a okay. I religiously watched that mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah yeah that- love that um, so yeah so that that was part of my my late night uh, repertoire and uh, but uh, Tales from the Crypt I loved because. Um, it sort of it fit into my whole, I love Twilight Zone mm-hmm. also. And so I kind of love little <laughs> morality plays that are all creepy and supernatural. Right. And um, Tales from the Crypt was more mean spirited than Twilight Zone. <laughs> True. <laughs> so it was just, you knew, I mean, not that there weren't evil things that happened in Twilight Zone episodes, but in in Tales from the Crypt, it was it was often, even though there was a supernatural aspect, it was it was also very often your own humanity that was your downfall. Right. <laughs> your own. <laughs> right, and there was it was uh, a big thing too because it was it was on HBO, so you got mm-hmm. they if they were going to kill somebody, you were going to see blood. If if yes. people people were going to get naked, there was that. So it had those aspects to make it more. And we have a more adult one that we're talking about too. Yes. Um, because uh, you know, the first one of these was you had a the mental or the prison, the executioner guy, and then you had that little slasher one, stuff like that. But then some of the more adult stuff springs up later in the season here. But yeah, I that was 
yeah, Tales from the Crypt was one. And the kids at school, were like, did you get to see Tales from the Crypt? Because mm-hmm. it was, I think it was like at an age for us where we were like maybe supposedly too young for it, but totally, you yeah. had to sneak it in and like the yes. USA Up All Night. So like USA Up All Night was great because for me, like it was, uh, they showed the, um, Friday the 13th would be on there. They'd mm-hmm. show Nightmare on Elm Street. But then there'd be the movies where I'm like, they're going to slip up and show something nudity wise. I know it. And they never did. But. They would show the Andy Sedaris action movies on there, and yeah, and those weird, um, those weird B movies. Like there was, there was a movie with a guy who looks sort of like Tom Hanks. I remember I, uh, I hmm. looked him up years later, and it turns out he's like Tom Hanks's brother, Jim Hanks, or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, he's in some movie with I don't know. It's like with uh, unless I'm I, actually maybe I'm conflating because there's also there's also one with like killer vegetables. But that might not be the same one, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> that might be a different movie. But I just remember one with him where he, he plays this guy that uh, all these girls are, are trying to take his virginity. Mm. Um, oh. And so, something like Beach Bunny, something, something. But then then there's also the one with the killer vegetables. But maybe mm. that's not the same movie. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. They were so weird, those They're- movies. They were, and then there was that John Cusack, like Hot Pursuit. Was that the John Cusack movie they showed all the time? I they used to show One Crazy Summer. One Crazy Summer. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah, that was on there. Yeah, gosh. Um, but also maybe Hot Pursuit too. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to look that up now. Oh my god, yeah. But uh, yeah, that Tales from the Crypt was same thing. Like finding someone else who who stayed up to watch it was mm-hmm. this big find because you're like, oh my god, someone else stays up as late as I do. And, uh, and, and watches the show and it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't popular amongst my age group back then, but also neither was a lot of the stuff I like to watch. Like people didn't watch Twilight Zone no, back then in no. my age group either. I was uncool. I watched like Nick at night a lot yeah. of the time and watching old stuff. Like it was new. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I loved, I dream of Jeannie. <laughs> I do. Yeah. My three son, like all that, that lineup. That's what I, I was like, yeah. get away with cartoons. I want that. I watched Get Smart. Like I grew up watching. Yes, all the time. I love Get Smart. I think that's why I didn't love the movie because the movie. To, I didn't watch. I should have watched the movie. Like just like not thinking of the show because the show mm-hmm. was more wasn't serious. Uh, I mean, Dragnet was the serious one. Yeah, and Get Smart was the funny one. But um, I think because the TV show Get Smart, I like fell in love with those characters, and then not that I didn't like. Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway, but I was so entrenched in who the original Get Smart people were. I was like, oh, I don't know. This movie doesn't really get the vibe of that show right. exactly. Well, it's Mel Brooks's humor and Don Adams mm-hmm. is a unique person. Like, yeah. it's hard to, like, Steve Carell's a nice choice to try to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it just kind of, I don't know. It did, it, it was okay, but it felt like a little bit out of step with that show. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Very good people involved. It just, yeah, just didn't quite hit the right notes for me. But that happens when you, you know, remake things, reboot things. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I think that might have been the last movie I saw in Man's Chinese Theater before I moved. Really? I think it might have been Get Smart. It was that summer. Can't remember, but... Woohoo! What a what a way to go on out there. But I did love that Anne Hathaway was uh, Agent Ninety Nine because yes. I wanted to be Agent Ninety Nine so bad. <laughs> oh, Max! Yeah, I <laughs> I had a crush on Barbara Feldon. Like I, I, oh, yeah. I I'm a weirdo. Like so, this is way off topic here, but it's fun. Like my crushes, like when I was growing up, were all these 
old women because I was watching these old shows. Like my first, like my first big crushes was Diana Rigg because I watched Avengers reruns on A and E. Yeah. So I was like Diana Rigg's that oh, and she was like fifty when I was <laughs> fifty so sixty. When I was watching them. I was like, oh, whoop, the Barbara Feldon. That's uh, one of like yeah, uh, Julie Newmar. Huge, huge crushes like that, and not realizing, yeah, there's no chance. No, it's It's okay. I mean, I grew up, my mom fed me a steady diet of Cary Grant movies, so I just was bonkers in love with Cary Grant. But I mean, he was dead already, so dead and didn't like women, so it it really wasn't going to work out for you, definitely not. (laughs) So, anyway, yeah, so that, yeah, excited to talk to Crip. You're going to be talking about here. Only a sin. <laughs> Directed by Howard Deutsch, written by Fred Decker, and starring Leah Thompson, Britt Leach, Brett Cullen, and Pamela DePella, which that's like just people. It's like, oh, crap, that's a really writer, director, star, just... Mm-hmm. And it's about a young, self-obsessed prostitute who sells her look to a voodoo-dabbling pawnbroker so that she can use the money in order to snag a rich bachelor. But she soon regrets it four months later when her own face begins to shockingly and unexpectedly age at an accelerated rate. So, yeah, like I mentioned, Howard Howard Deutsch, director of Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, Great Outdoors, he would do the Melrose Place pirate pilot three years after this. Um, oh, wow. Leah Thompson's husband. Um, Leah Thompson, we all know her. Mm-hmm. She this She's in the middle of doing Back to the Future 2 and 3 here. And uh, then Fred Decker, the writer-director of the Superior to the Goonies Monster Squad. Um, Love the Monster Squad. Wolfman's got ours. Wolfman's got ours. Uh, Night of the Creeps, he did that. He wrote House 2, which has the best subtitle of all time. House to the second story. So brilliant. Um, <laughs> That's so good. And then he, he'd go on to uh, write five of these Tales of the Crypts episode, direct one season two episode. But yeah, that's kind of the talent pool. We got the big talent. It's Yeah, it's and it's so funny because Leah Thompson is, uh, because from the movies that you know her from, you know, Back to the Future mm-hmm. and um, uh, what is it? Some Kind of Wonderful, right? Is right. Uh, the one that she's in. And she's, she's gorgeous and she's, she's nice. And then she plays this part in this Tales from the Crypt where she's mm-hmm. a pretty terrible person. Right. Um, and, uh, and not because she's a prostitute, just because she kills people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's like an overlook, like an underlooked thing here is like, she's a murderer. Like there's she's a murderer. two people. She just starts killing people and it's like, whatever. But it's so funny to me because she always comes across as such a California girl in Back to the Future and in some kind of wonderful as, you know, this like sh- uh, shiny face, like gorgeous hair, like, you know, great figure and, and great clothes. And then in in this Tales from the Crypt, it's so obvious they're trying to play it for New York and it's oh, definitely yeah? not. Yeah. We'll give you the clue. We'll give you a clue there. <laughs> just, I just, re-watching it, I was dying because even just like the shot at the end where they're on the street corner, that's so obviously LA mm-hmm. and or studio. Like, I mean, I think it's actually LA, not a studio lot, but it's, it's definitely made to look like New York, but they don't even have like people crossing the street 
normally the way people in New York would. It's it's literally just like a bunch of people standing on a corner and then right. they all start to move. And then like on the other corner is a bunch of people and then they all start to move. It's, it's not like, like yeah, yeah, no. And exactly. That's New York is this constantly. And instead it was like, <laughs> it was so funny to me. It's like downtown <laughs> Kansas City type movement. Yeah. yeah. So that made me laugh a lot. But also uh, just her her putting on like the New York accent, like, oh, yeah, like what you just did. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. She's, it's, it's so it's so much. <laughs> it's 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 almost like you asked her, like, you know, Sylvester Stallone do that. <laughs> do that yes and she breaks out of it too a lot oh, like she yeah. does like she comes in at me maybe i'm just playing hard to get and then she's like oh ha, 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 like two <laughs> seconds later <laughs> it's so funny yeah, they should just let her be her but there's there's a choice made here that i'm just like oh, that's a- yeah i know that's a when she um when she shoots the pimp which is her first murder mm-hmm. you know and she's like i'm so sorry uh, you know, maybe we can write together. Your so is just business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it was it was off and on and not good, not good when she had it and like she did the accent in like it's like the part when she in Back to the Future two when she's the uh, alternate eighty five Lorraine and yeah. she's like you want him you can have him. Yes. Oh my like, God, yes. That's exactly what I was drawn. You paid to. for him. <laughs> yeah. It. It's. Yeah. It's not. Not her. I wouldn't say her finest hour. Which I, I like Back to the Future too. Like when she got old at the end, when she had like the press. I'm like, we're kind of yeah. used to seeing her getting aged up with. Yes. Makeup it's, at this point. That's her thing. That's almost. true. That's yeah. That's a really good point. Um, but you're right. Oh my God. I, I didn't even think about the voice from Back to the Future too. Because mm-hmm. yeah. And then it. And then it turns into a little more, uh, whatever they call it, where she's like, you know, when she's yelling at Biff and then he, he leaves and then she's like, Biff is right. <laughs> he, he's right. You know, he does take good care of us. <laughs> he's right. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You yeah. just nailed it. That was exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Marty. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. That was amazing. Yeah. My Leah, my Leah Thompson impersonation tour will begin this <laughs> This spring. I'm buying a ticket. There we go. I'll be from so it's some kind of terrible. The Brandon Peters performs as <laughs> some Thompson's. kind of terrible. Right. <laughs> Which ooh, uh, yeah, I recently I, I recently finally saw that movie for the first time. Uh came out on Blu-ray this year for the first time and I had reviewed it. Oh, wow. It's an interesting movie. I don't think it worked quite well, but mm. have you seen that one? No. I oh. It's it's pretty in pink again. It is. Much, except that Eric Stoltz is Molly Ringwald. Oh, wait. I'm wrong. I have seen that one. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. For some reason, I forget. I, I feel like I was thinking of a different one. Um, but yes, no, I've seen that. Uh, yes. And Mary Stuart Masterson yep. is the best friend. She's and, ducky. Yeah. Yeah. She's ducky. And, uh, and she's in love with him. And it's mm-hmm. so like, it's just so funny when you rewatch it and like the scene where they, they practice kissing mm-hmm. and you're like, fr- friends never did this. Nobody ever did this. This is not. I, I had friends. plenty of, I had a lot of female friends in high school and stuff. I, that doesn't, it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. Ever, I mean, ever, it's like, like, it's a total fantasy. Um, 
And then also the, that's what I love about eighties movies too, is like people all of a sudden come to the realization, no, I've been in love with you all this time. What? When it's in reality, it's always like six months to a year to two years later when you're over that person and yeah. they're like, oh my God, I've been so stupid all this time. It was really you. And you're like, yeah, just, yeah, not there anymore. Sorry. Sorry, pal. There's the boat. There goes sailing. <laughs> Yeah. You missed it. It's not coming back to, to shore. Yeah. No. Um so so this one like yeah, it's a voodoo tale because she goes to a pawn the voodoo pawnbroker. There's always that tricky pawnbroker. Oh uh, yeah. In New York, I guess. That's where mm-hmm. that always happens. Um and he's basically he's taking molds of people and these molds will bring his wife back to life or it's- that's the thing I was never quite sure of. Cause then rewatching it, I was remember cause uh, when she first goes into the pawn shop and oh my, can we talk about the gum chewing? Yep. Like the constant gum chew, even when she's getting a facial, she's chewing yep. gum while she's getting a facial. That it's New, it's New York. Come it's on. New York. It's New York. We chew gum. Stromboli's, yeah. you know, <laughs> down the street. Yeah. Um, when, when that other woman comes in with the veil on, and is mm-hmm. yelling at him and, and smashes things and leaves sobbing. And you and that's obviously the foreshadowing of like, what's right for a second. I'm like, wait a second. I sort of forget how this one goes. Is that her from the future? That's, it in? plays like a time like, travel movie. Yeah, I had that it, in my it, notes. Yeah. Yes. It, it plays a little bit like that where it's like, because then when she comes back, it's it's I was wondering if like because there's someone in the shop and you're like, oh, does she see herself in the shop and realize mm-hmm. it's herself making the mistake again, you know, or whatever it is. But then also, yeah, like it doesn't seem like his wife is alive. It just seems like he gave her a face again or and something. she's she's still dead in the casket, but she looks beautiful and young again. And it's like, but you didn't. Did you bring her back to life or did you just make her not look like a skeleton? Because <laughs> I right. don't understand what's the point then. If you can't actually be with her, then you're just like, you just want to look at her? I, I don't, what? <laughs> I, th- I think they probably intended us not to be thinking about it like this, <laughs> probably you know, not. 30 years later or so. And <laughs> like, no, you're supposed to shut it off and go straight to Red Shoe Diaries. That's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> You're supposed to stop thinking about it. No, but yeah, it's. I was like really weird. The wife stuff was like really wishy. Like I felt like that would be more of a presence or she would confront the wife, do something. Yeah, but- right. And then also I, I, cause then I, as I was getting to the end, I'm like, oh wait, I remember she takes her face and run. Cause like now she's like a murderer mm-hmm. and she's wanted by the police. That's some great twist. That's a great that, reveal yes, there. Yeah. That is a great twist. Um, And uh, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, did you ever watch Nip Tuck? No, I did not watch Nip Tuck. Okay, Nip so Tuck. so Nip Tuck, um, it's a show. I can't remember how many seasons it went. Maybe like five or six, because mm-hmm. it, it it went off the rails at a certain point, and so I mm. I feel like I didn't. I kind of wasn't watching anymore. But season one and season two of Nip Tuck are. Let me tell you, I've heard of, they're great. Yeah, some of the best television ever. Um, and so in I, I can't remember now if it's season one or season two, but uh, for a season finale, they did this fucking brilliant thing. Um, where they had gotten sort of roped into like a drug trafficking situation, mm-hmm. right? a drug kingpin who knew who knew that they had disposed of a dead body and was like blackmailing them, the plastic surgeon. He's okay. like blackmailing them over this. And he's like, I have, I have proof. I have this, like whatever, like I can go to the cops and turn you in at any time. So you need 
to do my bidding and his bidding was that he was um, transporting like liquid heroin in breast implants. So, so he was bringing these girls to him and they were doing the surgery to remove the implants and then giving the heroin to him so he could sell it, whatever, make his money. And so this is going on for a while. They're like exhausted. They're miserable. They're, you know, doing lots of illegal shit and they don't know how to get out of it. And so the, the drug guy comes to see them and cause there's some heat on him and he's worried about getting arrested. He has to like flee the country. Um, but because he's, he's on like the hot list of, you know, top 10 most wanted, whatever people are looking for him at like every border, every airport, every port, whatever. So he tells them he wants them to change his face mm. plastic surgery wise right. And so they do it. And then the uh, the second to last scene of the episode is him walking through the airport free and clear thinking like he has a completely brand new face. He's like walking with his bag, but then like people, someone like see someone in security sees him like says something into a walkie. Then someone says something to someone else. And then all of a sudden men start following him and he's like looking around. He's like, could be me. Like I've got a new face. And then at a certain point he gets like tackled. There's like canine dogs and it's a whole thing. And it turns out they gave him a face of a different fugitive who was wanted. And that was, and so he was basically going to prison for somebody else's crimes that they made him look exactly like. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so, and then the very end of the episode is the two of them like back at the office, like smiling with a new patient, like everything's back to normal. And, um, and it's just, it's such like a great twist yeah. end uh, oh, to cool. like what they were going through for like episodes, so many episodes of like, how are they going to get out of this? Like they can't go to prison. Like they mm-hmm. can't go turn themselves in because they'll all they'll go to jail for like what they did. And, and it was just, it was me. Somebody got killed in their office. They didn't kill someone. Someone got killed in their office okay. and they didn't, they didn't know what to do. So they just like brought, the body to a swamp and let the alligators have it because the mm. show takes place in Florida. So of course. <laughs> um but that's a, that that came to mind a little bit while I was watching re-watching this. Um but then I was thinking too because when she takes the the mold of her face, I'm like, what does she think is gonna happen? Like it's her it's gone. Like it went it went mm-hmm. to the woman. Like and also it's like why does it take four months? Like, what is the process yeah. that it takes four months? That's so weird. And then he, but he keeps all of them, mm-hmm. you know, and he keeps them all in that case. So, cause at first I was like, wait, is she going to take someone else's face and try to like put someone else's face right. back on herself? But then how could she, because it was already used to make the woman youthful and young. Again. I don't know. Right. It's just, I have so many questions, but also I love the episode yeah. so much. <laughs> oh, it's fun. It's goofy. It's, I mean, this, these stuff, these are based off a comic book. They're very yeah. comic book logic and it's, I surrender myself to things. So I'm just like, okay, you, as long as you, your rules are a little weird, but I'm enjoying this ride. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, the four months, I think it's just like a joke on pawn shop things maybe. And yeah. everybody forgets uh, that they have it there and uh, that that happens. Um, I do think it's funny, like, uh, she murders the pimp guy at the beginning. Mm-hmm. No, she's fine, nothing. Yeah, nothing she happens. She murders the white guy, the white rich guy. Yeah. Immediate, like, we have all this stuff and they don't even, <sighs> there's not even a, the <laughs> pimp's nothing. There's a headline in the newspaper like eight minutes later. Right, yeah, <laughs> with her understand. photo and with her photo. 
Like, it's just, yeah. And that, I mean, I guess like the whole point was that she was just like so overwrought that that's why she was doing this. But when she was, you know, collecting all of the stuff mm-hmm. for, you know, the money before he, he walks in before Ronnie comes home and like walks in and is like, who are you? When she takes the vase and like throws it against the mirror, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, there's a if, lot of weird yeah, aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, if you truly think you can give him this hundred thousand dollars and get your face back, like, don't you want to come back to your life here? Like, don't, <laughs> like, why are you wrecking it? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, why, and you at least try the voodoo thing on him. Like, Hey, yeah. I, I went to this pawn shop. Yeah. He, he wants a hundred thousand now. Yeah. Just be like, come with me to get my face back. He's yeah. going to want your face back too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. But she's just, I mean, reckless. I mean, the, she, at the beginning, we see her murdering, taking jewelry, trying to go to the pond. Mm-hmm. And here she is again, murdering, taking jewelry. She just, her stakes got bigger. Yes. Um, yeah. It. And it's, yeah. And, uh, and it is very appropriate that it's her friend at the end who doesn't recognize her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, get out of the street, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I do appreciate, like, I watching these, like, it's pretty telling that they have such a big story, well-rounded, good characters that I understand from top to bottom, really well done, under 27 minutes. They yeah. would stretch this thing to a 50 nowadays. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's unnecessary. Yeah. It's like, total. It was it was perfect. Just twenty seven minutes. Same with like that's what I think about Twilight Zone episodes mm-hmm. all the time when I rewatch them, and I'm like, this is this is perfect. Like, yeah. there's there's that season where they go to hour long, for mm-hmm. a while and then and, they went and, right back to twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they did. But yeah, it's it's funny too because there's the point where she's at the the dermatologist and she's like, I'm twenty one years old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and I was like. Mm, no no <laughs> yeah it, mm. no i'm like i mean no <laughs> we bought you as 18 in 1985 okay yes we- exactly but it, yeah it's the it's because it was like he's it's the 90s right 92 is the first 92 season. okay yeah I, early I 90s 92, yeah yeah 92 yeah or so yeah is it 80 no it was 89 actually it was 89 okay, 89 yeah. yeah okay all right but still yeah she 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 looks late twenties. Mm-hmm. She looks at least she's like, I mean, I honestly would have pegged her at 30 more, but, but yeah, then when they're like, I'm 21 years old. <laughs> she's, she's, she's hit the streets hard. She's aging yeah. fast. Who knows what yeah. she's doing. And there's a young Brett Cullen plays the rich bow of hers, which I was like, Oh crap. Yes. He was, he was in things before he was in a lot. Like his, I think the first time I noted him was lost when he was on that. And that's, that's way that's, after this. That's way after. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's he does. He has such a good um, 80s look, though, for it. That like playboy hair. Yeah. And also, that's the funny thing, too, is like the way she she talks so street tough and he's so mm-hmm. refined and he's just like, oh, so what are you doing at my party? And she's like, maybe I'm playing hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> and they say, I mean, I think while well, that woman he's with is just like I know. watching <laughs> from... And she doesn't even have a line of dialogue, I don't think. I know, the whole no. just, She's just featured backgrounds. Yeah, just yep. like I thought there was going to be a confrontation so, or maybe that woman would find out about the voodoo, something like that. But Yeah, I right? guess they, 27 minutes, they don't have time, but that's mm. usually where a story like this would go. Yeah. I'm happy, it, you know, it doesn't quite go there. But I mean, yeah, like I so said, this one's very adult. Like there's 
there's prostitute sex, money, murder. It's like, look, all we can do yeah. on HBO on mm-hmm. Saturday. It was it Saturday nights. I can't remember what yeah. night they did Tales from the I, Crypt. I think it was, uh, was it Friday or Saturday? Maybe I want to say Saturday, yeah. but maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, it's, oh God, it's so funny. And also I think just because I was looking at it with today's mindset, because mm-hmm. he gives her the $10,000 and she spends it on all these. I'm like, oh man, that 10,000 has gone. Yep. Already. Yep. It's gone. It's gone. You're, Weep. No, no. Yeah, that's too funny. Um, and you, you mentioned Twilight Zone a few times. This ending reminded me of a take on the uh, the classic Burgess Meredith one, where he's all alone after the bomb and the glasses, and okay. it kind of pans. It kind of felt reminiscent of that. Granted, there's two different things going on there, but yeah. when she shatters, time enough at last. Yeah, time enough at no. last. That's it. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, like where you, yeah, you think you finally got everything you wanted, and then. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, no. which that one is so sad too because everyone's so mean to him mm-hmm. throughout it. Like his wife is terror is a terrible human being and doesn't want him to read books. <laughs> and that, I mean, granted he shouldn't be reading while he's working at work, but still like everyone's just so mean to him for no reason. Right. Yeah. And uh, and every and everyone touts that one as one of the best. And it, I mean, it is. It's a great one. But I actually, I like the one because he's he's in a handful. Yeah, he's yeah, he did episodes. A, quite a few. I like the one that he's in. I think it's uh, the obsolete man, mm-hmm. um, where he's on trial for being obsolete. For I think he's like because he's a librarian or something, and but he gets to pick the method of his execution, and he wants to be in this room and like i think like the bomb will go off and kill him like in his room surrounded by (laughs) his books and whatever Mm -hmm. and um but he gets that the guy the prosecutor guy to come in and see him and and gets basically kind of gets him to admit that he's obsolete in front of all the people that are watching because it's like a live execution yeah and so that then when he after he dies, that guy ends up on trial, and they're like, "We find you obsolete, and we condemn you to death." And like he's just like, basically, as a this is see, you were so quick to mm-hmm. condemn me to death, and now you're gonna die too, right? Yeah. Oh gosh, those are so good. Oh, good old old school horror anthology stuff. Yes, I love it. I do dig it. Did Did you enjoy the new Twilight Zone? I know we're talking about Tales from the Crypt, but it just. I am, you know what? I'm so bad, and I haven't watched it yet. I watched, I watched one episode. Um, I'm trying to think which is the one that I watched. Uh, I watched the first season, but I did not watch the second. The second, second I, yeah, I watched like one because the problem. Yeah, I don't have CBS All Access. Um, it's called so, Paramount Plus now. Oh, sorry, now right. it's Paramount yeah, Plus. Paramount yes. Plus. Yeah, Paramount Plus. Um, <laughs> but when it first came out, um. Uh, someone in my family had CBS All Access. So I went, I was at their house and I watched an episode mm-hmm. and then that was it. <laughs> and I always meant to be like, what's your login? So I could watch more. And then I just mm-hmm. honestly, it's one of those things that I just like never got around to, but it's, it's one of those high on my list. Going to watch it at some point. Right. Um, well, it's but, canceled now. You've yes, got time. So. No, which is, okay. but that's what's the funny thing about it too, is like the original ran for so many seasons. And mm-hmm. that was also back when you had like 30 something episodes a season. Right. Yeah. Not, not like now. And, you know, when they tried rebooting it, what this was what, like the third reboot? Yeah. They, they, they did a, they brought it back in the 80s. In the 80s. And then or, again and, in the 90s. And they did a movie in the 80s. Yes. They did the movie. The, and, the, yeah. The, the terribly doomed movie with uh, John Landis. People died, yeah. yep. Yep. 
Yeah. And they, yeah, they tried something in the nineties, like kind of like an updated, which didn't, didn't do well. They did a lot of uh, uh, radio plays too. Yeah. Uh, for a yeah. while in the OOs, was it? Or yeah. late 90s, something like that. Yeah. But, but like they tried to bring Tales from the Crypt back recently. Like M. Night Shyamalan got yeah. so far and then it just died on his face. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I wonder, like, and then there's certain things, I mean, uh, we, we're always rebooting everything and redoing mm-hmm. everything. And, and I think everything probably can potentially be redone at some point. Well, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's, I think it's more, sometimes that's not the right time for it, or maybe the right people don't get cast in it or, you know, just mm-hmm. like something, something goes wrong in the planning and then it's just like, right. Oh, it's not as good as the original. And it's like, it's probably not as good as the original, but also it could be, but maybe some of the ingredients coming together aren't, quite the right fit to make it the new version it could be right um i don't know if some of it like with the the new one some of it like and i've seen complaints and stuff like a lot of it the the social commentary was a bit on the nose compared to what um, it used to be but and then i wonder okay. too is i was wondering these like when the oh, it's good political or something like that with things but i'm like is it that or is it because you watched it as a kid and didn't recognize it now you're an adult and you you identify right. this stuff like if you would have been an adult back then would you have immediately identified things like you did now like i i don't know yeah. I, I mean there's a there's a lot of in the old ones a lot of commentary that's like anti-war mm-hmm. um i mean there's there's a lot of just people being punished for being nazis mm-hmm. <laughs> which is awesome right <laughs> you could always have more of that all um, the time people being punished for for being terrible human beings. Um, and then there's also like, I mean, there's also some heartfelt episodes. Like right. uh, there's that Christmas one where that, like the old uh, homeless decrepit man becomes actual Santa Claus mm-hmm. in the episode. And that's like, that's very sweet. And, yeah. um, you know, and I'm trying to think there, cause there, there's not that many heartfelt ones. But there are, <laughs> they there prepped are in there time to time. Yeah. There's like the, um, the alien guy who takes the body of like an old man and mm-hmm. ho- uh, there's like a little girl in leg braces and he sort of like keeps an eye on her cause she can't play with the other kids. And then he takes her home to his planet where he's like a Royal King. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and she gets to be a princess or something. And, um, and that's because she, she lives with like an abusive aunt who is mean to her and like knocked her down the stairs or something to that effect. Yeah. Well, right. And then there's a uh, talky Tina who gets rid of an abusive stepfather. Right. Right. Yeah. I, d- I don't think Tales of the Crypt ever got genuine. No, I don't no. think so. All no. about that mean Crypt Keeper getting mean. Yes. I, mean. One, of, one of my favorite uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes and I, cannot remember what season it was but it was the one with uh john lovitz where he is it was i feel like it was a later one okay um where he's always going on auditions with uh a much better looking guy and the better looking guy is always getting the parts and they both show up at this audition for hamlet Mm. Uh, and the guy is like you know kind of arrogant and it's just like i don't even know why you bothered coming like you know you're not going to get this part and then right before he's about to go in for the audition he like looks at the sides and he's like wait i'm reading what and then john lovitz like attacks him and kills him oh yeah and like just stuffs the body wherever so like he goes into audition and then realizes they're not at an actual theater they're at um 
an asylum where the patients have killed everyone oh, who wow. runs it and have taken over and they're doing a production of Hamlet and they're not casting for the part of Hamlet. They're casting for the part of, um, what's his face <laughs> where that Hamlet, uh, they ho- Hamlet holds the skull. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. And so they, they want someone cast so they can kill him and use his skull oh, wow. in the play. And so like the end of the episode is them holding John Lovitz's presumably bloody skull yeah. in, in the throat and they're all like clapping and applauding the model. I, do, I don't think I've ever seen that one. <laughs> really? That's, no, I don't think I have. Oh, that, I feel bad that I spoiled it. No, I, like... I'll still, if it's executed well and <laughs> yeah. done fun, it, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a good, it's a good time. Like I remember my brother and I were watching it. We were like, no way. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great, but it was just uh, great having you here. Stop by during this Tales from the Crypt run here. Appreciate Anytime. it. Always love having you on, and you'll be back sooner than later, of course. Um, but um, of course, uh, let people know where they can keep up with you and uh, what you're up to lately. Um, well, mostly on Twitter with my nonsensical tweets, uh, which you can find at at Elsep E L L E S E P. I'm also on Instagram at Danielle Sep, but uh, I don't know. I'm not that interesting there unless you just want to see pictures of my dog who is very interesting. I swear, but that's really all I post. There is, is my dog Brandy. And uh, I did post some cute ones because she was in a Halloween dog parade this past weekend, ah. which she did not win, which I'm, I'm very salty about, but a little, uh little Chihuahua dressed like a lobster one, but it was, it was a very cute Chihuahua lobster. I will say that. Um, but yeah, Brandy was a little showgirl and she had sequins and feathers and a little hat and she did not win. So she's been she's been wallowing, you know, she's deep in the kibble. I don't know what to do about it. Those little ones always ruin the day. <laughs> I I had a Halloween con- costume contest couple of, the last Halloween when we were able to have them without worrying about getting people sick. Ah. I dressed I, I had a pretty awesome Buffalo Bill outfit going on. I lost to little Freddie Mercury. <gasps> what a travesty. I I wore a bodysuit. I had I had ac- screen accurate piercings and <laughs> uh, tattoos. And yeah. That's know. terrible. You know what my brother did as a Halloween costume quite a few years ago, but he won first place in his office. Uh, he went as a weekend at Bernie's. Oh, wow. And it, like just carried like a fake dead body around yeah. all day. And um, like he like attached it to himself so he could like lift the arm, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, there's there's a video on on somebody's computer in my family where uh, he he goes to my parents' house to like try it out for them, and the dog is like losing his shit, like because he's like, what is this flopping appendage that's hanging on to my <laughs> to my person? What is this? Yeah, oh, too God. funny. I'm going to kill him. He's already dead. Don't worry. He's already dead. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brand4KUHD. You hear that all week. Written at written work at Weisselblue.com. Uh, tomorrow, Pacing Pete of the Halloween Never Dies podcast steps on board for Love, Lover, Come Hack to Me. Until then, stay film positive. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Osman. 
Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.